Montreal Canadiens 4-1 thanks to a three-goal second period where the Rangers scored these three goals in about a six-minute span. I mean, two, the goals two and three were really close together. But Yaroslav Halak goes into his old stopping grounds in Montreal, which is where he started his career, and did a nice job. Wasn't overly tested, but I but Halak, you know, did what he had to do, and he's starting to play better. He made 17 saves on 18 shots, and the Rangers are you know just trending in the right direction. It wasn't the prettiest game, and Montreal, but look. Montreal was dangerous only in the fact that they were on a long losing streak. This was their first game home after a really unsuccessful road trip. They're on a seven-game losing streak now. And for the Rangers, they're you know on the up and up. And I'm really looking forward to this game against the Devils, the, the next game, which is at the Prudential Center. The Devils, for whatever the reason, have been a lot worse at home than on the road. And the, they already won at MSG. They took the Rangers to overtime in the other game in MSG. So now the Rangers will, will go to Prudential Center twice, this being the first time. And that'll be a Saturday afternoon affair. And I'm very interested in seeing how that game goes. Look, the the race is so tight that we'll exclude, we'll exclude Carolina, even though the Rangers aren't that far from Carolina, we'll exclude them just for, you know, a moment here. But from the second spot, which gets you home ice advantage in the first round, which is what the Rangers had last year, to the sixth spot, which it will, uh, which is out of the playoffs, it's very close. Now, tonight, you know, the Islanders lost, and Pittsburgh, as we record this, is very likely to lose. So, you know, Washington is definitely, like, like the Rangers, a team that is on the rise. And these things will fluctuate, but the point is, it's a very competitive race. So, look, if the Rangers lost this game, like, you're feeling like, all right, like, a little more desperate. And so the point is, one bad week can put you really outside of the playoffs. So now if the Rangers win the Western Conference, totally different story. But them being in the East, them being in the Metropolitan Division, they're going to have to, you know, continue to win games. They they got off to a slow start, but they really picked it up, turned around. And the Rangers have played very well on the road, which why, even though the Devil game, like it's a local game and there'll be tons of Ranger fans there, hopefully they can keep that sort of same road mentality, even though they have turned things around at home lately. But in this game, same lineup in terms of forwards and defense. Of note, Johnny Brzezinski's wife uh, was, I believe, um, in labor. I think that was the reason why Brzezinski left. And Gustav Reinal, who we saw in preseason, took his spot. He actually took part in warm-ups, but was a healthy scratch. I would expect him to probably be a healthy scratch again, assuming that Brzezinski is still out. Uh, on paternity leave, but I, I think that uh, it'll be nice to see him get a look, but coming off the wins, I, I wouldn't expect it, and I I still feel like the ones that are still most on the chopping block healthy scratch-wise would probably be Blay or Gauthier. I would prefer Blay, but it would be Blay or Gauthier if that does happen, but it is interesting that Rydell was called up as, as opposed to, let's say, Ryan Carpenter. Uh, so, I'm not sure if it means anything. Maybe they just wanted to get Rydell just a taste of the NHL during the season. But anyway, that was a small note. But for the Rangers, in this game, you know, Panarin wasn't all that good. Zibanejad wasn't all that good. But overall, like I was pretty satisfied with the effort. I should also, a couple other things that I should mention. Jimmy Vesey signs a two-year contract extension. So only uh, and only for 800 k per uh, season so a very cheap contract really have no problem with it just just based on how low the number is 
you know, do you want it taking time away from a potential young player? No, you don't. But for someone like this, who is more of a bottom six type of guy, not a big deal. And, you know, he's been a dependable two-way player. He's really redefined himself since his first time with the Rangers, which wasn't a bad, I think it wasn't a bad one. It didn't, you know, live up to expectation, but I'm impressed like this, when Jimmy VZ was on the Rangers the first three years, that was not a penalty killer. Now, maybe in that last season at the end, maybe kill penalties. I, you know, that was a rough time uh, at that point. The Rangers were really selling off. But he's really, you know, so long story short, he's under contract for two more seasons. So congrats to him. Also, Igor Shostakin named an all-star. Uh, and the process for the rosters is different than it used to be. Now the NHL is announcing part of the rosters, and then there's a voting, a fan voting for three more players on each divisional team. So there could be, and there's always like replacements and things like that. So don't be surprised if there's another Ranger. To me, Adam Fox would seem to be kind of an obvious participant. And if there were to be one Ranger, he probably would have been the guy. But Shesterkin, it's but it's kind of funny how it works. Igor didn't as a he won the Vezina last year. He was a Hart finalist. He actually was not an all-star last year. So I guess it all kind of evens itself out a little bit in a year where I wouldn't have thought, I mean, I wouldn't have thought at this point, maybe as a, maybe voted in, but I would have figured that maybe Fox would have probably been the representative. Just, you know, but good for Igor. Hopefully Fox will still make it. And who knows? We've seen crazier things. Really, it's whoever, for better or worse, it's whoever wants to go down to Florida. You know, some do, some would rather spend time with their family. So we'll see. And, uh, you know, what happens there. I think the fan vote is for another couple weeks. But getting into this uh, Ranger-Canadian game, the Rangers, you know, the, the first period was very low event hockey. Uh, the shots were 6-4 to four Rangers. There wasn't a whole lot going on. It was pretty dead. There were no penalties in the first. It was very quiet. But in the second, the, you know, for a while, same sort of thing. And then uh, not a gr uh, not a smart play by Vitaly Kravtsov, but it ends up working out for the Rangers. Kravtsov takes a too many men. It, it was his fault because he was going off the ice, but he deliberately sort of touched the puck, and Jimmy Vz hopped on. Kravtsov shouldn't have done that, so it was a clear call, and really nice save by Halak. But then nice individual effort by Chris Kreider, who sort of pokes the puck away from the defenseman, and he's off to the races on a breakaway, and he scores past Jake Allen, and the Rangers take one nothing lead. So good job by Kreider. It was his 18th goal of the season, and so Chris Kreider slowly and quietly is someone that very well might score 30 goals, which, look, I, that in and of itself was an accomplishment. That was always the mark that you hoped he would hit in all those years when he fell short. Then last year, you know, he goes, whatever it was, 50 plus, I mean, something ridiculous. What did it end up with, 52? I mean, just absurd. But you know, so look, Chris Carter, someone who, if he can stay at this pace, is you know can certainly hit that thirty goal mark, which would be nice. So Chris Carter with the shorthanded goal, and the Rangers take a one nothing lead at seven forty three of the second. Uh, and to make things better, and to kind of really, this is the real turning point. Is it's a goal by uh, Braden Schneider, so his fifth goal of the season, and it's assisted by Panarin and Kratzov. So, again, Braden Schneider just continuing to provide some offense. And he's been, you know, for a third-pair guy, that Harper-Schneider pair has been fairly dependable. Now, they were on for the only goal, and it's unfortunate. I would have liked to see Halak get that shutout. It didn't happen. 
we'll get to that. But yeah, they were on for that. But there was a stat after the game. They were saying that Schneider like has been at least an even rating for like 13 straight games. I mean, 13 straight games. That's, that's really ridiculous. Like again, it, it's good to see him sort of jumping in offensively. And, it, and it's funny, him and Panarin have nice chemistry. I, I will say it's specific. Panarin is trying to have nice chemistry. I, I've noticed a few times, dating back to last year, when Strider scores his goals, a lot of it is on a Panarin setup. So that makes it 2 nothing. And then uh, less than a minute after, Philip Heedle scores. And it was nice to see Heedle score because I don't think he's been playing all that well lately, but he's being rewarded on the score sheet. And, and Heedle is one of the few guys in the Rangers that has a shoot-first mentality. Has a really nice shot. It's funny, he's a center, and he does get assists. But Heedle is definitely one of the shooter types, and he can score from far out, and that's what happened here. Heedle is 10th from Lindgren and Vizi at 13-27, gives the Rangers a 3-0 lead. And so they hold that 3-0 lead going into the third. And it was a pretty solid third period for the Rangers. Panarin takes a tripping penalty at 944. Again, for Panarin, like, it's just, I want to see more from him. I don't know... And it's a tough ask, I suppose, but for him to ever get back to 1920 levels, I just, I don't know if it'll ever get there. But, you know, still, Panarin with the tripping penalty, Rangers kill it off. And then 11-17, you get a slashing penalty on the Canadians. Rangers power play does not score. And then at 14-46, with the fourth line on and the third pair on, Yoel Armia scores his first of the year. and. The Canadians and Halak shut out with a little more than five minutes left. It's a 3-1 game, and, and the Canadians would have some more chances to potentially make this a little more interesting. But then once Armia cross-checked Lindgren at 7-20-28, that basically put it out of reach. And so the Rangers scored an empty net goal. Another, it's funny, back-to-back games of a power play empty net goal for Philip Heedle. So Heedle's second goal tonight, 11th of the season from Fox and Miller. And the Rangers take a 4-1 lead, and that's and they win by that 4-1 score. So, again, a pretty uneventful game. Uh, really big goal by Kreider, like I said. Halak, like, is becoming more and more serviceable, and that's good to see. Braden Strider contributing offensively. Philip Heedle, while I don't think that that line is great, it was just, it was better tonight. It was better tonight. Lafreniere, Heedle, Vizia. Yeah, I, I, I think that that'll eventually get switched. I do. But for now, it's fine, and expect the same lineup against the Devils. But of course, Shesterkin will be a net. Very much looking forward to that game. A lot on the line there. You got a, a struggling Devil team, for the most part, especially at the Prudential Center, versus a, a Ranger team that's playing pretty well. And so, you know, you're jockeying for playoff positioning and making it at all. It's a it's a big game. I, I have to say, I, this is one of the games that you kind of circle on the count. You know, once the Devils were playing well. You circle on your calendar, and so it's a Saturday matinee game. Should be interesting. Hopefully the Rangers can win it. And then they'll go back to the Garden, and they will have a couple, I believe, I believe it's a couple of Western Conference games next week. I, I want to say, like, games versus, like, Minnesota and Dallas. Something like that. So it'll be nice to get a, a key divisional game against the Devils this week. And again, the Rangers go to Montreal, beat the Canadians by a score of 4-1. to